This week, we witnessed protests in Cuba, a clash between Facebook and Biden, plus a new infrastructure bill. You're listening to Politics Schmaltics, and this is the week of 7 11 2021. Hello everyone, I hope you've been having a nice week. I'm actually recording this on the morning of Eid, so Eid Mubarak to anyone listening to this, and let us begin. So, Facebook and Biden, this past week they haven't exactly been the best of friends. They haven't really ever been the best of friends. But yeah, this week they haven't been the best of friends for understandable reasons. So, um... Before leaving for Camp David, which is a country retreat that the U.S. president uses, before leaving, the president is allowed to be asked questions by some reporters, and he usually answers their questions. And there was a reporter that asked him, what is your message to platforms such as Facebook? And Biden's response was that they were killing people, and the only pandemic we have is against the unvaccinated, and that, yes, indeed, Facebook is killing people. And yeah, it's completely true. The only pandemic is with the unvaccinated. This is a preventable pandemic. It's a vaccine-preventable pandemic. It can end if everyone just gets the vaccine. And trust me, it really doesn't even hurt when they give it to you. You barely feel anything. For me, there were little to no side effects, and it's completely safe. I mean, millions of people have taken the vaccine, and... Almost nothing has happened to all of them, just side effects, really. And I don't know if that isn't enough for you, if getting rid of the mask isn't enough for you and just being overall safe, there's so many perks, you know? Uber and Lyft, they'll give you a free ride to your vaccine appointment. YMCA gives free childcare during vaccine appointments. If you get your vaccine at Meyer, you get a $10 off, 50 buck coupon on your next visit. Krispy Kreme, you get a free donut. If you live in New York, you get a free burger and fries from Shake Shack. And if you live in Indiana, you get free Girl Scout cookies. So why wouldn't you get vaccinated? I mean, there are all of these humongous perks, plus almost, no, um, the majority of the states have these humongous lotteries. If you get vaccinated, you automatically get entered. I mean, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't get the vaccine. It's a pretty sweet deal all the way. But uh, I don't know. I Just people don't think it's safe. But trust me, millions of people have taken it. They're only side effects. Nothing goes wrong. It's all good. All right? And so now, getting back on track, I just went on that route just to tell people. Oh, I hit my mic there. Okay. I just went back on that route just to tell people to get vaccinated. But anyways, getting back on track. Misinformation is indeed everywhere. And Facebook, they defended themselves by saying that 85% of Facebook users have said that they wanted to or are vaccinated and that they aren't killing people. And that is in the U.S., not like worldwide. And, um, They also weren't the reason that the U.S. didn't reach the 70% vaccinated goal. But still, 80% of Facebook, it may cover the vast majority of the United States, but that still leaves over 44 million people, which is a whole lot of people. And yeah, of course, yeah, 80%, yeah, it's a good number, but why stick to 80 when you can get to 100? 44 million people is still a whole lot. And I think sort of ill-advised for Biden just to go at Facebook. I mean, he could have gone at Fox News because they spread rumors almost every single day. Could have gone on congressman and woman who (laughs) spread lies about the vaccine, refused to get the vaccine. It's really crazy. But uh, yes, essentially, 
Facebook, they, they, may be, they may be able to say that 80% of the users want the vaccine. Doesn't make it any better. There's always room for improvement. And as for Fox News and all these Congress people, I really don't think they're going to change their um, state of mind on the vaccines anytime soon because that's literally how they make a living. They make a living off of telling lies, which is absurd. Cuba is a small island located in the Caribbean with a population of just 11 million. For many years, they've stayed out of American politics. But recently, protests have broken out in Cuba for many reasons. And before I go any farther, I just want to give you some pieces of information. Cuba was freed by a movement led by Fidel Castro as they overthrew the Batista's forces. Fidel came out as the leader. Fidel Castro was the leader of Cuba for over 48 until he died, making many achievements such as giving all Cubans access to free health care and education, as well as making the country a much less racist place. But nowadays, it's, it's, it's a very racist place. That, that part has been reversed. But still, still, that, those were his achievements during his time in power. And he made many more. But there were downsides. Cuba, there was no free press, and the government was only a one-party government. But on the positive, well, it's not a positive, but in addition to that, he made Cuba the first communist country in the Western Hemisphere. Communism is essentially a political idea that some parties use, and it pretty much means that um, no one owns any private land, it's all public, and some people are paid by their needs and what they can do. So it was an idea developed by Karl Marx, and uh, <laughs> U.S. and other Western countries, they extremely dislike this ideology. Not many countries are communism nowadays, mostly Russia and China that are the two big ones, but yes, also Cuba. And so since Cuba was a communist, the, U the United States put an embargo on them, a trade embargo, and it didn't allow the Cuba to do any business with the U.S., and it didn't allow any U.S., any of the U.S., citizens to do any business with Cuba. And this, it's a big loss because the United States is a humongous economy, one of the biggest in the world, possibly the biggest in the world. And for Cuba to lose that trade partner, it was a humongous loss. But let us go into what's actually happening into Cuba right now. Cubans have been protesting and calling their current government's president to resign. Because in the last couple of weeks, there have been, well, not in the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, there have been power outages, there's a shortages of food and medicine, and uh, there's been a rise in COVID-19 cases because Cuba, they don't have many vaccines and Biden's trying to change that, but currently they still don't have many vaccines. And but it's not it's not really that. What the population of Cuba really wants is freedom from the current government. And that's especially hard to achieve when many protesters get arrested and having the government cut off access to the internet for the entire island. And there's pretty much it's hard for international aid to get to them and help them. And unless international aid comes to them and help them, I'm not saying in a violent way, but for the U.S. to sort of like make a statement for Biden to pressure, put um, tariffs on Cuba, that 
could definitely help the protesters. And yeah, the U.S., they all, pretty much all of U.S., both parties, agree that Cuba needs help. And I don't really know why, but at times like these, if the president was to help Cubans, the Cuban-American community in America would certainly favor him. And Biden, he did lose a lot of ground to, um, to Latinos in the 2020 election. And many of his aides are really pushing him to go ahead and act on this decision. But I, I don't feel like he should do this just so he can gain votes. He, he should he should do this out of his heart because he did come in as a nice, friendly guy. If he's doing this just for political reasons, that will be pretty sad. But either way, Republicans are calling for Biden to reinstall internet in Cuba via these high-altitude balloons that have been used to reinstall Wi-Fi before and for Biden to somehow get Cubans back on the internet. And Biden, he does have access to this technology. He can't do that. Democrats want the embargo removed. Though that's not necessarily Cuba's biggest problem, but it will bring it will bring business back into Cuba, help bring people there out of poverty. There's been lots of chaos going on. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Cuba doesn't have to continue going like this for months and years, like Venezuela have. Hopefully, the protesters turn out victorious sometime soon. So that was pretty much it for this week, but I still have one weekly roundup, and that is the infrastructure bill. So this isn't the first time we've talked about the infrastructure bill. I believe we talked about it back in April, so like three to four months ago, but back then we were in different circumstances. (laughs) And uh, for some odd reason, now it's changed to two different bills. One bill is worth $1.2 trillion, and it's being negotiated by a group of 22 Democrats and Republicans. The group is evenly split with 11 Democrats and 11 Republicans, so it is indeed a bipartisan group. And so uh, they're negotiating the $1.2 trillion bill, and the $1.2 trillion bill is going to be used for infrastructure, really. It will be used to help provide clean water, fix bridges and road roads, make electric vehicle charging stations, help improve airports, and help improve access to broadband. The second bill would mostly be focused on college and universal pre-K, and uh, universal pre-K isn't actually universal pre-K, it's just like for the United States, but they call it universal pre-K for some reason. And it will also be focused on healthcare and Medicaid. That's pretty much all we know So far, more will be revealed. But yes, for the $1.2 trillion plan, 60 senators are needed, which means at least 10 Republicans would need to join the Democrats. Or if Kamala Harris votes, 9 Republicans would need to join the Democrats. And this will only happen if the bill is finished in time. They're actually rushing the bill because Chuck Schumer, he said that the bill needs to be finished by next week. And they're still in the pro- process of thinking up funds of how to get this bill through. It's it's all in the process. So this will probably only happen if they actually manage to finish the bill in time. If not, the Republicans said that if the bill isn't finished, they're not going to vote for it. And um, the second bill is, is the $3.5 trillion bill. And only the majority is needed. So if all Democrats stick together, it should be passed through. And both of the votes for these bills are next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to join our mailing list. All you need to do is send an email to politicsmolitics2020 at gmail.com. Um, also, you can use that email 
to send me feedback on my specific episodes, that email is located on my website. Please feel free to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It's completely free, and it's another way of giving me feedback. Make sure to spread the word about this podcast. Help us get bigger. And I eat robotic to everyone. I hope you enjoy your eat. And so, yes, that was pretty much it for this week. You were listening to Politics Schmaltics. This was the week of 7-11-2021. Thank you.